0: Hello and welcome to The Motley Mystic's Meditation Musings. I'm Candace Chaloux, the Mott Head or Head Motley Mystic. In this podcast, I'll take you out on my daily dog walks with me where I often record some off-the-cuff musings about the Motley collection of spiritual thoughts and ideas that tend to wander into my mind during the day. In this episode, I muse about how our culture has changed over the years and how we regard those who seek to become experts in one area of their lives, chasing their passion, becoming masters of their craft. I think too often we value the jack of all trades, master of none mentality that encourages us to dabble in lots of things instead of pursuing the one thing that really jazzes us. What would happen, I wonder, if we dedicated ourselves to becoming the master of the one thing that is most important in our lives or should be the most important in our lives our spiritual journey. I hope you enjoy this walk with me. This morning I read an interesting article on business leadership where the author was talking about meeting a cheesemonger. Now we know that word monger sort of in the negative sense of fear monger, war monger, that sort of thing. But he was reframing this word monger in its more positive original sense, in that a monger is someone who who masters a certain passion or masters a certain profession. And so a cheesemonger, the cheese monger that he met, uh, regaled him in uh, all of the details of cheese about the different tastes and textures and where the cheeses come from, regions like Gouda and Cheddar. And he discovered that he was fascinated by like a, a nearly hour-long conversation with someone who had made a living out of their passion for cheese. And there are other sorts of mongers out there—sheep mongers, you know—who take care of, who are shepherds and take care of sheep. You know, there, there are just other other professions that monger is a word of honor, not a word of negativity. But it does mean to become so obsessed with something that you are passionate about, something that turns you on in such a way that you lose track of time, that you would devote your entire life to it even if nobody ever paid you for it. So a monger isn't someone who just dabbles in stuff, kinda knows about things, but is someone who devotes their life, their very life, to mastering one thing. In the age of Google where we can google whatever topic and have some manner of esoteric learning or surface learning about it in 10 or 15 minutes, the idea of being a monger of something, a master of one thing is anathema. It's kind of people probably think it's kind of Stupid. I mean, there's so much out there. Why would you just want to devote your life to one thing? But we see, and, and this year's Olympics has been a, a pretty good example of what happens when you devote your life to one thing. Those athletes are amazing and they are doing amazing things and breaking records, breaking their own records. But the thing that makes this Olympics so amazing is that they're also becoming mongers of their own mental health. They're also becoming mongers of true competition, which is not about crushing your opponent, but about competing with yourself, competing against your own limitations, competing against your own setbacks, improving yourself, going further than you thought you could go. And it's those kind of competitors that we're seeing this year who step back and help the others, who offer assistance when others are in need instead of just running on to beat the others no matter what, And if somebody falls and is injured, well then good. That just means I'm gonna win. We see that these mongers of athleticism are also becoming mongers of compassion. That they really are, while competing, not forgetting that they are human and that those around them are human and in need of their love and care. And so it's been interesting to watch these athletic mongers display compassion even among their competitiveness. And it makes me wonder about how it would be if everyone who was serious about their spiritual journey, if we could become spiritual mongers, spirit mongers perhaps, focusing on our passion to know holy, to know the spirit, to know our own divinity better, to know who we truly are better. Can we become our true self mongers Can we become our divinity mongers? Can we truly practice what it takes to do that? These athletes spend eight hours a day, 10, 12 hours a day sometimes practicing their craft. They want it so badly. They want to become, not just to know about their sport or their competition, but they want to become the best at it. They want to become the monger. And again, in spiritual practices, sometimes we just do them. We do the meditation. We do the yoga. We do the prayer. We do the reading. But are we becoming something else? Are we becoming that spirit monger? Or are we just playing at it? There's been a lot of criticism of Simone Biles and other uh, athletes out there who have taken that step of self-care, but that self-care is a sign of not just mental health, but of spiritual health. But those who have been criticizing those people are often the folks who play at stuff. They use Google to become a 10-minute expert in whatever it is they think they need to know about instead of going deeper and trying to understand some sort of subject in depth, whether it's athleticism, mental health, spiritual topics. Course in Miracles says you can treat its lessons as toys and they will be as toys to you. They will just be something you pick up and you play with it for a little while and you put it down and you walk away and you just forget about it. Oh, that was a good interesting concept there. Course in Miracles, thanks! And then you walk on into your day and repeat the same patterns over and over again that have harmed you and kept you limited and kept you in your smallness. And so often that's how we've treated our spiritual walk. As a toy, as just, you know, that's something I do on Sunday. I, I listen to the preacher or the teacher and get my fix and, and then I just go on and you don't change anything. It's like going to the gym and listening to the trainer tell you about all the machines on the circuit. And then you go, hey, thanks. And you never get on one. <laughs> you never actually try out the treadmill you never actually try out the stair stepper, you never actually lift a weight, but you think, hey, I know all about going to the gym, but you don't. You don't know anything. You're not a gym monger yet. You're not a fitness monger. You're just a dabbler. I had taken this to heart really very recently because I listened, to, I listened to a lot of teachers. I listened to Marianne Williamson's weekly talks for years. I've listened to Michael Singer. I've listened to Kyle Cease. I've I've listened to Course in Miracle, other Course in Miracle's teachers. I listen and I listen and I listen and sometimes I feel overloaded and I just feel overwhelmed a lot by all of that information. And I realize I'm going to the gym and listening to the trainer tell me about the circuit, but I haven't jumped on yet. And so I felt challenged over these past few months. I have been toying with the idea of starting a Meditation practice, and I have toyed with that idea for years. You know, I got to get the right bench, I got to set up my little altar, I got to have candles and good music, and gee, I don't have all that yet, so I can't meditate. And my teacher, Kyle Cease, says it's just about listening to the silence. And there was something so simple about that that it got me to actually get on the treadmill, it got me to sit down and meditate. It's not about controlling my thoughts. I don't have to do it right. I just have to sit. I just have to sit and listen to the silence. It's not about focusing on the breath that comes in and out of your nose. It's not trying to clear your mind of all thoughts. Let your thoughts wander. Just let yourself do what you're gonna do sitting there for an hour or even 15, 20 minutes. There's nothing to get right in spiritual practices. There is only the determination to them to master them to become that spiritual person that you are you already are that person all spiritual practices do for you is take away the things that are blocking you from being and seeing who you truly are just like when you go to the gym or when you start a diet you're just wearing away the layers of the years (laughs) that you have accumulated you're toning up your flabby spirituality. You're getting in your, your true physical and spiritual state, which is always a state of health, which is always a state of knowing how to take care of your own health, spiritually, mentally, physically. That's the extraordinariness of some of these athletes this year, the Olympics. They know how to do that. They've been doing it. They're modeling it for us. And so we see that the world is waking up we see that the world is finally catching up to all the spirit, what the spiritual masters have been saying for centuries. And so I invite you, examine your spiritual practices. Are you playing? Are you using them just as toys? Okay, this is gonna make me feel better for a minute. I'm gonna have a little fun. Woohoo, that was great. Now I gotta go live in the real world. That's not true. The real world is your spiritual world. And if you play at anything, play at the other one, because that's not even real anyway. So I look at all the things I got to do to go out there and make money. That's my play. I'm just playing at that. I don't need to be an expert at anything in this world. I need to be an expert in my spirituality. I need to be an expert in my true identity, which is to be the light of the world, to be an open channel for God's love. And my real work is to remove all those barriers that prevent me from being that. That's the spiritual work. And yes, it can feel like play because I have so enjoyed meditating. I run to it. Now I'm like, oh, I got 10 minutes. I'm gonna go meditate. (laughs) I I got a few minutes. I'm gonna get all quiet. And I I was never like that before. But now I can't wait to get on the treadmill. I can't wait to get to the spiritual gym do my workout because it's getting rid of all of the spiritual flab i've been carrying around so this is my challenge to you my my invitation my offer what do you want to be a monger of do you want to be a monger of some job in this world do you want to be a, a people-pleasing monger do you want to be a uh, making money monger oh yeah some people really want to be a making money monger But at what price? Or what what are you giving up to make all that money? When you know you could live into who you truly are and all your needs get met anyway. So we do this backwards. We play at the wrong things and work at the wrong things. So I'm inviting you to stop working so hard to win the world's approval. Play at it instead. Don't take it so seriously. But what you should take seriously, and I'm not saying seriously in a dour way, I'm saying seriously, even in a playful way, is your spirituality. Take it seriously. Become the master of that. Become the master of your spiritual practices. Become the master of the things that attach you to peace instead of turmoil. Become a master at what opens up the joy that is already deep within you, There is nothing here that you have to create. There is nothing here that you have to to make happen. You just have to remain open. You just have to be willing, as the Course in Miracles says. You have to be willing to see the world differently. You have to be willing to be in the world differently. Examine your spiritual practice. Are you treating it as a toy? Are you just listening to the trainer explain the circuit to you without ever getting onto it? If you're treating your spiritual walk as toys, if you're treating your spirituality as something to just play with for one or two days out of the week and not turn into a practice that you do every minute of your life, then I invite you, dedicate yourself to becoming a spirit monger, a spirituality monger, however you wanna view it. Become the best at your craft. Teach love, teach peace, teach joy. And you teach that most effectively when you become it, when you realize that it is the very essence of who you are. Become your true self monger and the whole world will just say, oh yeah. Thank you for spending some time with me during my mobile Motley Mystic Meditation Musings. I hope you'll join me again for future podcasts. In the meantime, you can find more of my writing at motleymystic.substack.com, and you can listen to my sermons and other teachings over at Jubilee Circle by visiting jubileecircle.com. The music you're hearing is a song called Lazy Day by Jason Shaw from the website Free Music Archive. Until next time, keep musing and meandering, you Motley Mystics.